This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. My guest today is Nicole Abbasinio. She is a film producer, director, writer, and a local Catholic right here in the Tampa Bay area. And she's got a new project coming out. So we've invited her to come in and talk about all the things she's done in the past and what she's got coming out now and maybe some projects in the future. Nicole, good to see you again. So good to see you. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. So what have you been up to? Oh, goodness. The Lord has done so much this past year. We filmed Finally, which is a miracle, uh, the series The Advocate. It's a TV series about a Holy Spirit-filled child protective agent. And um, the agent basically uh, falls into the water, has an accident off a bridge, and comes out of the water with Holy Spirit giftings of visions and dreams. And at that point, then she's allowed to get ahead of the predators. Okay, so sort of a superhero detective type thing. But superhero in Christ. There you go. And so is this something that you wrote or is it someone that brought this project to you? Or do you get, you know, like in Hollywood, you'll see directors will get shown screenwriting Mm -hmm. opportunities and so forth. How do you come across these? So actually, this project came to me probably 12 years ago or 13 years, maybe 15, a long time ago before I was even Christian or like Christian Catholic. It was done by a man named Jim Coleman. He just had an idea for the show. But at that time, he wasn't in the faith either. And now he plays Tolton, the priest, like on that traveling show, Tolton Slaved a Priest. But he brought me the idea, and it was only supernatural then, but not of God. You know, it was kind of like a psychic type of thing where we didn't know where the giftings came from. And I said, the world's not ready for this because it was also a show to protect children. And there were no shows made that were protecting children. Mm-hmm. And um, after COVID, I said, the world's ready for it now. The world is ready for this. And the Lord did the rest. You know, he brought the funding. He brought the people. He brought everything. So when the idea was first pitched, was it pitched as a as a maybe a, a motion picture or you decided, well, why go with a, is this like a week-long TV show or a short series? I mean... That's kind of the trend that we've seen in the last, uh, I don't know, five, seven years are uh, streaming series on on different platforms. Well, what's interesting is that he actually wanted to do an episodic all the way back then before it was a thing. So, you know, it's God's perfect timing of our journey to faith, of our journey to, you know, understand what we need to do. And also the increase in, you know, child predators, trafficking, those are really big things now. And I think the awareness, like the time is now, you know, as it's growing, we need to grow. We need to be louder in prevention and awareness because our goal with this TV series, um, and it's a drama detective series, it's a mix between like an, a Law & Order SVU in a sense because it's, you know, she teams up with the human trafficking detective, but it's also more of a queen's gambit because it's really about her journey and her life, you know, Um, and a lot of that has to do with her faith and understanding how to use the power that God gave us and the discernment that God gave us to to do good things for the Lord and to to be used to help others. I understand that you shot some of the production in some of our local churches. We did, which was an amazing blessing. So, so many people, which I, I didn't expect. I thought everybody was going to be for this show. Everybody was going to be to protect children and to to fight human trafficking. And I got a rude awakening when we started filming because there are so many people that do not want this out in the world. I was shocked. 
And there were a lot of people trying to stop us, trying to shut us down. And it was, thank goodness, it was the wonderful Catholic priests in this diocese, the wonderful Catholic administrators that were like, it's fine, come film here, come film here. You can, we even shot a hospital at the the Mary Help of Christians. There was just a lot of locations that didn't work out and fell through because they didn't want us to finish the show. Was it because they were against the project itself or was there licensing things or they were just, we don't believe in what you're doing? It was literally against what we were doing. So I was trying to decipher whether it was because we were Christian Catholic or if it was because of the trafficking. Mm -hmm. But in the past two years that I've been in this and also getting into the fight against human trafficking, I realized it's even like because we get persecuted, obviously, for our faith, you know, which is a blessing. Jesus got persecuted. So if we don't, we're doing sure. something wrong. But it was the, it was actually the trafficking. There's more people that are involved than you can imagine. It is in our backyard. It is in every uh, form of business. It, it's everywhere. And so that was what was happening is that there were people that were for the fight and then there were people that were against it that we're also making those decisions. It was very surprising, but it's been a great gift because it's given me so much insight as to what's happening and how to help families protect themselves and their children. The first episode's supposed to be released for The Advocate on Christmas Eve. Why that date? So we were supposed to come out in January, which was always our prayer, was that it would come out in January, which is Fighting Human Trafficking Month. And the studio called and they said, you know what, we'd really like to release this on Christmas Eve day. Would you be okay with that? And I thought, oh, that's Jesus's, you know, and then I realized that that was a God nod, that he was approving this and that there were going to be so many people that are alone on the holidays and maybe struggling that would be able to watch the show and get hope. Um, especially if they were feeling suicidal, if they had been abused. Because what's interesting is actually the whole season is being released at once. Because like I said, it's kind of like a queen's gambit in the sense that, you know, it starts heavy and then it lightens and lightens and lightens each episode because it's her journey where, you know, she's coming closer and she's getting to all the amazing things that God has for her and for others. Um, so yeah, but the first episode is hard. It is, if you're feeling suicidal, you know, um, what do you, what do you do about that? And it's also about healing from child abuse. Also knowing that you have a voice, no matter how small you are. And what's amazing is that the first episode, the other episodes are all inspired by true events. Everything is in the show, but the first episode is actually my story mm. when I was a kid and being able to tell that story, which I've never told in full, is just so incredible. I was only eight or nine years old when I came up against um, a bus driver at my school that was a predator and had abused my best friend. Mm. And um, she told me about it. And at eight or nine years old, we were able to bring him down. And it was the first time I learned that it didn't matter how little I was or how helpless or powerless I seemed that God could use me and he can use all of us. And that's the message that I really want to want to share with that. And what's difficult is that it was many, 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 many children that he had abused. Mm. And so there were so many kids that ended up getting protected after that point. And, you know, I was nobody. I was, so I want everybody to, to feel empowered um, from this show to be able to fight for justice. How many episodes have you filmed? 
So season one is five episodes. We originally were going to do eight or ten, but apparently attention spans are going down, they say. Mm. So um, so we're doing shorter seasons. So how, how long are the episodes? Hour, 50 minutes, 30 minutes? They're half hour episodes. Okay. Right. Um, and each one has a tip for families that we, we engage through these, you know, meeting with human trafficking departments, SVU units, just little tips that people can implement into their lives. Very, very simple. Not that you have to think about it all the time, not that we're supposed to be afraid in any way, but just, hey, if I do this with my family, like it's an extra level of protection. When you were putting the project together, did you reach out to experts in the field? You mentioned uh, maybe police departments or even some citizens that have their maybe small groups that are against human trafficking. Sometimes they go in and do rescues. But did you consult with them? Oh, yes. We actually spent a year with the experts just researching, going through stories, listening, and it ended up also connecting me to amazing people who are the real heroes that are doing those rescue missions every single day um, and really understanding, you know, the the details and the intricacies of just the entire operation. Mm -hmm. So that was really neat to be able to implement some of these stories and and the stories of redemption and triumph, which is what it's about. You know, it's a family-friendly show. And I think a lot of the projects that are on trafficking or abuse in the marketplace, they show those things. They show trafficking. They show we don't show anything. Right. I don't think you need to show it. Everything is implied in ours, and everything is more about you know what what God's doing behind the scenes, and that He never leaves us, and He's always with us, and He's working things together for good. Talking with Nicole Abyssinio, who is a writer, producer, uh, director, actress, she does it all for Gabriel Messenger's films. When you do these projects, what is the goal? I mean, you know, in Hollywood, it's to make money. They want to get their money back. <laughs> on the projects because they're talking, you know, million dollar projects. Mm -hmm. You're not operating on that budget, but you, you know, you want to get the money back to the investors, but what's your overall goal for these? Yeah, we don't have $50 million or $30 million. We are operating on smaller budget, much, much smaller budgets than that. But we keep our quality high. Our, our main goal is to spread the gospel, to spread the word. Something that's really important to me is that the, you know, in general in the in the Christian film market, and I was Protestant before I was Catholic, so I, I love our Protestants and I love that they're spreading the gospel, but I wanted to share Catholic things and I wanted to share the fullness of the faith. And I think that that doesn't get done. It's almost non-existent in the business for multiple reasons, you know. And so, again, this show is a miracle because I get to share a lead priest is in the show. Not a real priest, but he plays a priest. And he's kind of just an amazing positive influence, and he's a spiritual director. I don't think anyone's ever seen a spiritual director priest in a show before, in a movie, and he's a recurring regular lead character. And I think we need those positive influences. And I wanted to share the mystic saints, you know, the giftings can be used, you know, by us today. And so, yeah, just all the truth and beauty is, is our main goal. And again, with this show, I wanted, we, we needed to protect children and we needed to protect families, not after, but before. You know, and if families will just, you know, like I said, we have a tip sheet that we're going to release that has, you know, the tips from each episode. Those little tips can just be, you know, one, two, three. Okay, let's do X, Y, Z. And, and you just saved your child or someone else's child at your school, at your, you know, in your neighborhood. So how are your projects funded? 
Do you have local or national people backing you? So I've been in the film industry for a very long time. And I was originally in secular film before. Um, and I came from investment management before. I was actually the ones that the, that the large studios brought their pictures with their A-list actors brought to me for funding. Because at that time, it was the hedge fund bubble. There was all of this stuff. And then when I went to the faith market, while God has glorified our projects on the film side more, we definitely have had less to work with. And I think it's because we need, we do need more, and especially Catholics, to step up and invest. We only have private equity. That's how we fund our projects, private investors. And so usually when investors come, they're on the Protestant side, and then they don't want me to put in any of the Catholic things or a lot of those distributors. And I, I have to give a big shout out to PureFlix because they are embracing this Catholic show and they want to engage more on the Catholic side and share our faith. And that's incredible. You know, to me, it seems like over the last decade or so, I've seen more Catholic and maybe maybe it's not they're not purely Catholic films, but they involve Catholic characters or the church is involved at some level. Last year saw Father Stu. That was a big hit. I'm thinking back a number of years ago, there was the film about Crystal Ray mm-hmm. that had a number of big characters in it, and that was about the church and saints and so forth. And I've seen some smaller productions come out as well and some documentaries. Do you think Hollywood is opening themselves up more for that kind of thing? Um, I think what I've really been getting in prayer is that the, the Lord wants us to take over you know, that the, the, the we need to be back to leading media like we use. We used to be, Catholics used to be the leaders of film. Oh, back and, in the 40s, I mean, it was it was many of the actors helped it grow. I mean, a lot of Catholic films uh, with uh, the nuns and you had uh, Bing Crosby and mm-hmm. that whole crowd that were, were, were playing the roles of priests and so forth. So there was a very big influence then, and then it sort of started to fade in the 50s and 60s. Well, let me, I actually know the history of what happened because our, our company is, or Gabriel's Messenger Films is actually based on this and it's so fascinating. So Pope Pius the 11th did an encyclical in 1936. Okay. And I'm going to read this quote. Hold on, let me, it's, he says, but also of the true moral and civil welfare of the people to use every means in their power, such as the press, to make of the cinema a valuable auxiliary of instruction and education rather than the destruction and ruin of souls. And he, this full encyclical is, if you read it, it's, it's, it's short. It's basically saying we are going to lose the film industry if we don't take action now. And we will lose the entire culture. And that's really what we've seen. It was it was very prophetic of him to say this. And he actually had all these people at the time sign papers, all the people in Hollywood sign saying that like they would stay within these moral grounds right. and everyone broke their agreement. Mm-hmm. And that is the beginning of the shift. And so my goal and what I'm hoping other you know Catholics will continue to come alongside us and understand that we have to have a grab for media right now. We are we are up for grabs and and it's it's our time. Right. You know, but what I've learned is that the Lord wants us to be our own thing, our own entity in the sense that instead of emulating the world and emulating Hollywood and saying, "Oh, well we need to look like them or have them interested in us." We don't need that. We can do all of it on our own. I mean, everything we've done, even when I released Investigator back in 10 years ago, 
you know, we came out as Catholics and we came out as a church and we made that film successful all on our own. We distributed ourselves. We produced it ourselves. And there wasn't the need to try to go after something. You know, we were just taking back what the Lord wants, you know, which is his word out there and and hope and grace and mercy and all of those amazing gifts. Talking with Nicole Ebicinio, a film producer, writer. Nicole, what are you what are your projects for the future? What are you looking at doing next? So excited. So Okay, so please, please watch The Advocate because we're already signed up to do season two. Okay. So we just need everybody to blast season one. Where can people see this? Again, it's on Pure Flix. So Pure Flix is the clean Netflix. Okay. So it has, it's basically the same, only it has all clean entertainment. So is it like an app that you would download on your Roku stick? A hundred percent. You can put it on your TV. You can download the app. You could just go to pureflix.com and watch it on your computer or your your tablet or your phone. You can do anything. But yes, the app is possible that you could just put it on your smart TV. Okay. Through Roku. And I think there's other ways to download sure. it as well. Right. What, what, I'm, what I would love to do with that is also show Pureflix how much Catholics do want Catholic things and want Catholic entertainment. And that solidifies that we go right into season two. But on top of that, I randomly, by the grace of God, and I think it was my mom literally praying for me from heaven, but I, I got to do a pro, a, a post-abortive healing movie okay. for those who have had abortions to heal from abortion. And I got to star in that movie, oh. um, which is a true story about a woman and what she went through. And it's going to heal so many women. And that's coming out in the new year. And then I just did a dog adventure movie for Lionsgate, which is it's, it's a family movie. It, it's, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's Christian values, but it doesn't really go into anything. And that's right. called Radar. And then we have a new movie that we're shooting next year uh, called The Heart Sings, which is a, a wonderful daddy-daughter true story. And it's really about the value of suffering. So I'm very excited about that one. We mentioned a moment ago talking about films and Hollywood and what, what's been coming out. Have you seen a rise overall, not necessarily, you know, in the Catholic side or the Protestant side, but overall, if you put them all together, a rise in spiritual movies, faith-based movies overall as compared to maybe 25, 30 years ago? I mean, it does seem like uh, every yes. every year there are a couple of good spiritual type movies that come out that uh, and there's so many more platforms these days when you and I were kids if we had cable we were lucky to get 30 channels if you had broadcast TV you're lucky to get three (laughs) now there's eight nine hundred channels plus all the streaming that's out there so more and more productions like these that you're talking about can be made but have you seen a, a rise in spiritual type movies a hundred percent and I actually just went to the there's an annual Christian film conference that happens every year. It's almost like a retreat for film professionals that are on the Christian side, and it's definitely increasing. It has every year, but I think that we can do so much more, and I think that God wants our best, and I think that He wants to do so much more. And again, it just really comes down to other people wanting to get involved, both on the crew side and having those skill sets. Um, On the prayer side, please pray for us. Please pray for the Advocate that it heals souls, that it changes lives, that it protects, and that that more of these films, that more Catholics and Christ, just just overall, that instead of working on the secular side and making things that give out messages like I used to do before I was truly in, before I was in my faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was making garbage. I was making things that were for the enemy, like the enemy had stolen my gifts. 
I mean, I don't know who knows my story, but I I actually was uh, my first encounter with the Holy Spirit was at uh, the Cannes Film Festival in 2009 at a Woody Allen premiere on the red carpet where the Holy Spirit was telling me everything I was doing was wrong. Like I was really making things for evil and the, the, that Satan had stolen the gifts that he gave to me and that I needed to work for him and only him. Mm-hmm. And it changed my career forever in, in a wonderful way. Like they tried to blacklist me. They even tried to kill me. I actually almost died. Um, what, from, what happened there? Uh, that's a whole, <laughs> that's its whole own show. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'd have to come and talk. So if people, about three minutes, so <laughs> it's not a three minute story. You know what? I came out on an interview and started to talk about it on a church militant interview and it went viral in the millions in 2020. It was the first time I talked about devil worshipers trying to murder me in Hollywood and what I experienced and the, you know, it's, it's the Catholic church is what saved me, protected me. I got miraculously healed by the Eucharist. Um, It was the only thing that they couldn't get through. And they even admitted that they couldn't get through the church. It was bad, but it solidified my faith. It brought me into daily mass. It helped me to, you know, grow in holiness and understand the real war um, that it really is Ephesians 6 about the principalities and powers and the people that are using that. And it's, it's not against people. It's about, it's the war, it's the spiritual war. So people tell me to make the movie on that, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Maybe someday. This TV series is called The Advocate. It comes out December 24th, Christmas Eve, and then it will be full on in January, correct? Yep, it's streaming straight through so people can binge it over the holidays. I told people in a joke, but I'm kind of serious, just, you know, binge it on loop. But I think the most important episodes for families in general for for protective aspects are there's a social media episode, episode four, that really helps parents learn about certain things on social media and what they can do and take steps in in that regard. That that when I went through all the police stories, parents usually had no idea about these certain trackers and these certain things that existed. And then episode three is a true uh, trafficking story about this girl going to a party. And there's actually some tips of what she did that actually got what she had done in advance that helped the police to track her. Mm. It helped them to be able to find this girl. If somebody wants to find out more, I mean, do you have extras? Since you're shooting locally, do you ever cast for extras to be in movies? We have tons of extras. We would love to have more extras. How do, how do people get a hold of you? TheAdvocateTVSeries.com. You can check out um, some trailers, and if you go into the each episode, you can see a sneak peek scene. Uh, that's TheAdvocateTVSeries.com. And you can also get in touch with me through our official website, which is Gabriel's Messenger Films. Dot com. That's Gabriel's plural and then messenger singular. Nicole Abbasinio, it's been great to talk with you and see you again. It's been a long time. I hope you'll be in more often. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's program. This presentation and others like it are made possible by supporters like you. If you'd like a copy of today's program, make comments or suggestions, and to help us keep this important programming on the air, Visit myspiritfm.com slash how we see it.